took a brief hiatus. I feel good. I'm back at it. Tito's here. It's the Mr. Peter Parker podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, subscribe, follow, get involved. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeart. We're on Apple Podcasts. All of it. You know, YouTube, everything. It's the Mr. Peter Parker show. Today, we got a Miami legend on the program. It's a mixtape DJ, record producer, A&R, radio host, record pool curator. He's a marketing and promotions guy, clothing retailer, artist manager, film producer, booking agent, podcast creator, the legendary DJ EFN of the Drink Champs podcast. Yes, Tito, sir. Are you ready, Tito? I'm looking forward to this, man. We've been talking about this for a little while, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Let's get right into it. Round of applause in the studio. Uh, welcome, DJ EFN, ladies and gentlemen. Salute, 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 salute. Peace, peace. Yeah, yeah. My name is Mr. <laughs> Peter Parker. It's my co-host, the God Tito Jackson. And um, we've been partners for almost 20 years doing radio shows and things like that. I've worked around the country. And what you've done in Miami has been something that, yo, it, it continues to inspire, man. So Appreciate I wanted to that, build man. with you today a little on Drink Champs, a little on... The Miami scene and, and the origins of some of these great artists that are now like legends in the culture. Um, first and foremost, man, tonight you're dropping episode 270 with Scarface. Yep. This is pretty impressive shit, man. 270 episodes? It's crazy, right? I, I couldn't mean, even have told you that when we did episode one that we'd be here today. Yo, I, I see it though. And it's like you and Nori go back, what, at this point, 25 years? Uh, yeah, 97 and end of 97 we met. Let me connect to a hard line here so you guys make yeah. sure I don't freeze on you guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We met like in 97 when he was on the promo run for the CNN album. Wow. He was young. He was like 18, 19 years old back. He was like a kid, like very young. And and you guys connected. Were you yeah, booking, yeah. Were you booking I mean, them? Like No, nah, what it was is I, I had a, a store, a hip hop clothing store called Crazy Goods mm -hmm. that I opened in 97. And uh, my homie that was a party promoter, a club promoter, he, uh, you know, back in those days, you know, pre-internet in terms of like promoting stuff, the artists that would come into town, they would do in stores. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, they would either go to record stores or anything that was like a hip hop store, right. hip hop related store. And Lifestyle. So, yeah. Yeah. My store, be, you know, was, was a, one of those stops. And so he brought Nori through mm -hmm. and I was doing mixtapes heavy. So I had like a whole little, you know, four track, digital four track studio set up and any artists that came through, you know, I had them dropping freestyles for me for the mixtapes and yeah. he did all of that. And we just clicked, man. We just, we just connected and, yeah. and it, it was just, you know, from that point on, man, we, we stayed, we stayed in contact and we did a lot of stuff after that. Yeah. He's really cool. I've got a chance to interview him maybe like three or four times, but I hang out with him outside of the radio station, outside of settings. It's a very, very genuine guy. Uh, big energy, big, mm -hmm. big, big energy. And when I see the dynamic of you two, um, it's impressive. You know, in the beginning of the episodes, you you guys were like both kind of like very animated. But then I've seen kind of a shift in the last little bit where Nori's the lead, but you come in and play such a key role, uh, almost like grounding a lot of this stuff because these interviews can get insane. You know what I mean? Right, like right. Three hours, you know? Yeah, that, that's definitely what it is, man. I mean, look, man. The way we've always uh, presented this is that he's the MC and I'm the DJ. Yeah. And I don't have an ego in this, man. You know, um, I do what I do behind the scenes. And, and, and you know, I'm, I want Nori to be Nori and I want him to be his best. And, and Nori's Nori. He's, he's a character. He, he's a legend. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he is who he is. And so, yeah, in the beginning, he has a lot to get out. And I'm like, I'm not going to get in the way of that. Get it all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, and then I come in when I come in. When I want to talk, I talk, you know. 
No, you do you do your thing though. I, I yeah. seen it, and even when you watch, like I went back to really get into the bag because I've been watching for for a while, but I wanted to see that first DMX interview again, mm-hmm. and, and to see the first one, and then to see the last one. There was such a Crazy. difference in the energy in the room. He obviously on the first one was pretty turned up, and and dude, talk about kind of the the difference between that or the connection you guys had. It seemed really really cool like really intense but cool that, that first episode I, i've often said that we could create a, a documentary around that one episode yeah because it was so much that happened behind the scenes it was early on in drink champs we knew that if we got someone like a dmx um it was gonna like we you know we were we were we were doing well but we just felt like something an artist of that caliber was gonna take us over the top right and um, you know, our management at the time was a part of uh, X's management. Okay. Shout out to Ali, mm-hmm. and um, and so we were like pressuring Ali, like, "Yo, you know, we gotta get X." We got, but X didn't know what a podcast was. Like a lot of people in hip hop, including I, Nori, I, when I was trying to I originally start podcasting. Yeah, and so you know, he was in town in Miami to do a show, and we, you know, we presented him with doing this, and he's like, "What is this, man? What?" And then, you know, he's like, Ali's telling him that's his people's, Nori's his people. He's like, I guess if you guys want me to, but I don't know what this is. Right. And so we ended up going to his hotel. We wanted to make it easy to make it happen. Yeah. So we go to the hotel. We set up in the lobby. We tell the the, the front desk, turn down all your elevator music that's in the lobby. We're about to do a podcast. And they're like, what? And we're but like, that's Yo, what we take- it looked like. It was like, out, it was like in a- It was a- in the hotel lobby, yes, man. Yes, dog. And yes. then- our regular engineer, Hazardous Sounds, was out of town for, for, I don't know what happened, why he was out of town, but he was out of town. And all of a sudden, the, the engineer we had working with us that day, his computer broke down. And then when he, when he got it up and running, uh, I forget what, he needed some kind of a interface or something to work. We had a preamp that we were using with our mics, and he's like, oh, man, I need to download some plugins. We're on using the Wi-Fi from the lobby of the hotel. You know how that goes. Bro, sketchy. Yeah. So then he's like, yo, it says it's going to take like 40 minutes. Oh, we, God. you know, now we got X. He's already ready to do it. He's like, all right, let's, let's get it done. Let's hurry up. Let's do this. I don't know what it is, but let's just do it. You know? And we're like, we're like, oh man, this is, this is terrible. This is. And so Nori was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to hold, I'm going to try to contain him. Corral him. Y'all yeah. figure out what, what's going on there. I'm going to try to keep them together and keep them here with us. Yeah, mind you, he has a show afterwards. So Nori, I don't know how, but a bottle of Hennessy popped up. And <laughs> long story short, that whole bottle was done by the time we started. I could, yes. Oh my goodness. And that's between what them what two, it, right? Yeah. Yeah, between them two, and you know some of our other friends sure. that were there, and sure. that's what the culprit was in terms of X. A lot of people speculate that he was, you know, he was on crack or whatever. I mean, look, I don't know what he did outside of our, you know, mm-hmm. eyesight, but mm-hmm. he was sober, and then we drank. Okay. And he drank well, before. And that was the, wasn't he fresh off from like rehab? From he was up in rehab yeah. in Boston, the Boston area around there, and he was just yeah, yeah. It was right after that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it club was. It shows was and stuff. He was doing these a smaller club run. I remember he came to Minneapolis yep. in the poorhouse. It was like a thousand people, like yep. very small run. And uh, yeah, no, it just. I've done a lot of interviews. I'm probably around three, four hundred interviews with rappers in my career, and that was one of the most intense interviews it was intense. to watch. It, bro, intense. it was, man. I don't, and that table was small, and he was right in front of me. Sonny, right and, here, like, <laughs> yo, it was intense. It was, it was, it was. And I applaud you because you came in hot too. You guys are really like, let's see if we can. There's a, there's a right. dance here in an interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, when he had, when he came back, um. 
sober and really like at the end, that different stage of his career, it, what an incredible like kind of catch up and how thoughtful that interview was and just what mm. a great thing to have for all of us to see right. him before he passed, man. You know, something special, man. What, what was dope too of, of him returning was that first one, parts of it, you know, went viral for good reasons and bad reasons, some parts. Yeah. And, but a part that he, I think, really was happy about that it went viral was the prayer. Yeah. Because he that's, you know, he's really religious. And so later on when he, you know, he figured out what podcasting was, he got it and that went viral and he, you know, understood what that meant. He appreciated that, you know, that we did that and that he did that. And and we saw each other a couple of times after that. Uh, he actually did a, a quarantine episode via Zoom uh, last year during the quarantine time frame and then and then he did the episode here physically and that was just amazing man special man i want yeah. another one of one of my, my favorites is the buster rhymes episode uh yeah. very long but the stories man some some of i mean all of these episodes uh, across the board i've been watching for for years you guys are able to get these people in a comfortable position to tell these stories that are the stuff that guys like us who've been listening to hip-hop for 30 plus years this is the, the shit we want to hear like right. I, I i'm still learning about the ins and outs of how these records were made and these mm -hmm. characters who they really were and thank you man because this has been something so special i gotta ask you though personally out of all the 270 your personal favorite artist in the studio yeah, it's rough, man, because I knew it would be. it's I like it. asking a DJ, what's your favorite record? Because Can't. it's just so many records are in your head. It depends on the, the yeah. you know, the, the the feel of the crowd or whatever. But Everything. um, yep. I mean, my go to's have always been like 50 was really dope yep. when we had him on the show. That was that was like a, he had fun with it. He got he got He's drink cool. champs when other artists yep. were kind of hesitant to come on the show and thought it was something else. And he likes to yeah. talk too. like you 50. You get him going. He, he likes to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. And he drank, which he doesn't normally drink. Cool. Which was smart because he was promoting his liquor. So yeah, 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 yeah. So he had fun with it. That was dope. Karis one was dope. Having Primo and Pete Rock was dope. Like mm -hmm. there's it's just so many dope ones. But but really quick, going back to that Busta one, what's interesting about that episode is that's the second time we recorded. The first one never came out. What happened? You lost it or nah? We talk about it on the episode. We we brush over it. I forget. I, I vaguely remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It, so we recorded an amazing episode with him. Here in Miami, because that one we went to New York and we did it with him in New York. Different than the one, the three-hour banger that we... Uh, a couple, like a year or two before. Oh, wow. We did like three hours with him. Three hours with him here in oh. Miami. Um, and, it, and it was an amazing episode. And we yeah. talked about so many things. A lot of things that didn't we didn't talk about in the next time. I mean, yeah. there, the other one was a great episode, epic. Yeah. But, uh, but it just didn't come out for various reasons. There's different sure. reasons why. And everybody has like... A different reason like you know it didn't come out because of this or it didn't come out yeah. and it just never came out but it's okay. there like it's there and wow. maybe one day bust to maybe he he doesn't yeah. want it to come out i get out. it i get it yeah. though when you get into a certain bag I've and had, nori too by the way i don't want to put it all on buster nori also was like yeah let's not put it out no i've had people reach out to me after interviews and be like can you cut out these parts can you take out this thing i got too comfortable now that i'm thinking about it i don't want to put this into the universe and i've done right. stuff and i've stopped interviews for people we've also forgot to press record 
board and done an hour with someone and didn't have it. So that's fun. You know what I mean? That's really that was fun. Un unprofessional Damn, bullshit. That, oh, that sucks. <laughs> it, it, yo, shout out to my man. Yeah, we're but we're get... 20 in. But we're 20 in. We're, we're 20, 20 in. I'm used to working with people like from the radio station helping me right. record shit. So it's like we're, we're getting back in our bag. But for the, sure, for the sure. Buster Rhymes, I just think his album the, the the timing on when it came out and the stories and the things and the perspectives he was talking about with it was unbelievable man one of my favorites um what's the biggest interview that you guys did was it the dmx one that really was the tipping point what was the biggest interview for that time frame yeah that's what really really took us over the top was having that that first dmx mm -hmm. and then I, I i mean for me it's hard to gauge what's the biggest because for, this is the way that I do it. I, we do the interview physically. Mm -hmm. I do all the promo that has to go with it, but I don't go back and watch these interviews or listen to I them. It. I get it. I, I leave it in that moment that I experience physically. Yeah. You know, and that's it. So, and yeah. I'm not revisiting it because we have a next episode. It's weekly. So no, I get it. I don't I have it. time to, to dwell on how good did it do? How bad did it do? Like, yeah, I'm not looking at the numbers. And to me, it's not about, each individual guest to me, it's about the brand drink champs. If you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't, you don't. Heavy. It could be by ourselves or with a guest. So, but I'll tell you, like an obvious big one was the Pharrell one was huge. You know, Amazing. that was a huge one. Yeah, great episode too. Really, really Hi cool. hype wise. Like, is that is that what you mean? Like hype wise, that was yeah, the biggest story. Like, yeah. and DMX like, for all the wrong reasons because he passed away. You know, like right, right. So, I get. I like that Cameron interview. That was my. Oh, that was huge. Yeah, that was a big one. Like. Awesome. There's there's a lot of them, you know, and some people they you know their way they're like, oh, this is a big interview, or this was a big one because they like the artist. So to them, right, that's the biggest. Right. One, you know? Yeah, yeah. And some of them you watch half, you go back, you watch the right. second half. You know what I mean? I, I I always know if I'm sharing it with my friends and I'm texting people and saying you have to see this. I know I always know when you guys have a good one. Um, what was the most challenging? Because sometimes artists are not easy to build with, and you may be fans of them, and then the connection right. isn't there, or they're not in a good mood. Who's the most challenging? Well, that first DMX one was hella challenging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, man, like hotel silent. lobby, man. Jesus yeah, Christ. man. You imagine like we're sweating bullets trying to, you know, like yes, yes, I know the plugins on this slow ass Wi-Fi, and he's getting drunk, not you know, like not caring what we're doing, and so that was challenging. Um, yeah. Well, you had to convince him to do it in the first place, and then you fuck it up. Like it's like <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, he's looking at like, what is this guy? He's like, what do you want to talk? I, I think he like you. Oh, you got little mics. You want to talk? All right, let's talk about your little mics here. You know, like. I'll tell you stories. Know, I'll tell. I remember when I watched Fat Joe in the beginning, the early. He didn't yeah. really want to tell stories. He was still kind of of that mentality. I've and I've been around. One time I did an interview with Ghostface, right? And this is a true story. It's online. I see him backstage. He was touring with Sheik Luch. And it's like, Ghost, we dap each other up. It's like, my guy, we love, love, love. Then I sit down in a room full of his guys and put a microphone in front of his face, and he don't want to say anything because that's the era we're from mm -hmm. you don't talk on mics you don't record these stories these these like backstage backroom stories you don't talk about these things and that's no. what was challenging early on in drink champs because people and they felt like oh you're trying to get us with the liquor you know and that's not the case no what it was is we're trying to recreate the same environment that was happening in the studio mm -hmm. or backstage where you're having drinks and you're shooting the shit you're talking shop Mm -hmm. So a lot of people got it. And, and, you know, most of the people that were coming through that felt more comfortable were people that were friends with Nori. Yeah. And that's why a lot of times you'll see a lot of these people have relationships with Nori or with me mm. and they feel more comfortable. But over Definitely. the years, as Drink Chance has grown and evolved and become this bigger platform, 
then you know people are like all right cool i want to come right. through but early on people were like nah, i don't want to go there and, and fuck up and say some shit that i didn't want right. to really say you know? right. it's different than going to a radio station and being like okay this is for this promotion you're like let's go in the room get drunk and tell some shit no they don't want to do that i get it because you forget you're on camera what happens is 100%. we're there for three hours usually mm-hmm. and you're drinking and we're talking shit normal like we're not it's not like right. q a like right. my turn you're to know we're talking over each other it's wild right. Right. And eventually you kind of get in a zone where you're with your boys. Yes. You know? I see and you're just, and then you forget the cameras on and that's when you kind of might right. talk a little loose. I like it when the people like you get in certain guests and they'll talk that and Mama Wana. Or Tiger Bone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and they, they'll talk to you and they'll say something like, um, you know, but they'll tell a story and they'll point at you like, you remember that time and this thing and you can see the connection and right. and, the, and like the heritage that you guys have with these artists, which is super, super uh, impressive, man. I want to go back for a second, though, and talk a little bit also about this Miami thing that you did way before drink champs being like kind of a pioneer in that scene the record store the clothing the record producing the a and r stuff i mean you were out there early for ross uh trick daddy trina pitbull, pitbull a, a superstar when he was a battle rapper mm-hmm. then going into the suits and everything um talk about like a little bit about that miami scene early on man i mean that's that's always been my thing was to put on for the city that i'm from you know and, and mm-hmm and rep Miami on uh, on like for our what what our hip hop was and is because we weren't we weren't respected nationally like a lot of cities that wasn't New York LA maybe Atlanta maybe Chicago to point we weren't respected in terms of hip hop mm-hmm. and so we had a thriving hip hop scene when i was younger coming up in junior high and high school mm-hmm. we had world renowned b-boys and graffiti artists turntablists so mm-hmm. we had like this really bubbling hip hop scene, mm-hmm. but nope, they only saw us as Two Life Crew, yeah. and and Two Life Crew is a part of our story, right. and we love Two Life Crew. They're right. legends to us. Right. But we had lyricists, we had battle rappers, we had b boys, we had all of that, yep. you know. Right. So that was always my thing, and my crew, Crazy Productions, were always pushing like, yo, we want to be respected yeah. nationally. And so I did the mixtapes. That was like my lane as a mm-hmm. DJ, and through the mixtapes, I was always putting on local artists. And eventually, everybody came to the table. You know, you had the young pit bulls coming through, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I was the only outlet. Commercial radio wasn't really playing a lot of these guys. So you knew him young, like as like a mixtape kind of street rapper, because I knew his style changed a couple of times. And, I, yeah, and yeah. originally with the cornrows and the battle raps was how he came into it. Yeah, I mean, he's he knew me before I knew him. Like he was oh, wow. he told me I went yeah. I was 14 and I went to your store. And oh, I, yeah. you know, and I asked you for advice and you gave me advice and like, that's dope. Yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, and then he was always trying to get on my mixtapes. And, and originally I was like, you don't got it, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I got, I got mad records of his that never made a mixtape. Wow. I could put out three albums if I wanted to wow. of all these joints that he said. And I was like, no, nope, this ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. I've been there, man. I've been there. That's such a cool story. And then, then all of a sudden one day he, he does it and it's, and it goes, and then he's got the billboard in Times Square, and it's like, well, dude. the pit top. He taught me a lot in different ways. Like, you know, he he was just he was so persistent, mm-hmm. and he you know he was a student of the game, and he respected the culture overall. Like he really did, and he 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 knows the culture. But you know, and so even though in the beginning maybe I wasn't like a hundred percent behind his style, mm-hmm. you know. He was just the way he moved and the, how respectful he was and how persistent he was. I'm like, I'm not getting in the way of this dude. I'm gonna help this dude. Yeah, you have yeah. to because Even we need people the, yeah. like that. 
the open doors and the styles are relevant. If people like it and he's working, let's go. Like it's worth it. Yeah. 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 And then how many look, man, how many dope ass MCs? They could be the illest lyricists in the world, but they're the biggest fucking shithead that you ever met. <laughs> this yes. is what we talk about all day long. You know what I mean? Like, and, and they won't work. They won't show up. It's like nah, all the man. talent. They suck. It's like terrible. Right? Like at a point I was like, you know what, man? Yeah. I want us to be known for like, I want, you know, I was a big, big L fan and big pun. And, and we had those type of dudes out here. But at a point, I'm like, these dudes, they like, they just wasn't working. Yes, they wasn't. Yeah. They, they they didn't have that kind of demeanor that Pitt and other artists had. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna help these guys that are that are showing that they their they their work ethic is there. Mm-hmm. The way that they carry themselves, like they really respect what I'm doing, what I'm bringing to the table. Like they, they they're like, yo, we need you. So they they kept feeding me. They could have easily been like, ah, oh, this guy's a dick. Fuck you, you know. Yeah, You're not yeah, putting yeah. me on your mixtape. And <laughs> no, that wasn't the case at all. They kept going. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then me and Pitt, you know. And then when he popped, and this is what why I say he taught me a lot. When he popped, he he could have easily been like, to anybody that didn't believe him originally, fuck you. Been like I'm not fucking with you no more. But when he right. popped, he came back, did records, more records. Jumped on 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 joints with my artist, genuine you know? guy. Yeah, genuine to this day. Like you know, when you see him on Drink Champs, like we still to this day we're we're you know we're friends and we've had like altercations. We talked about on Drink Champs. We've had all kinds of, but not nah, genuine ass dude. And same thing with like Trick. He's yeah. a staple in Miami. Yeah, you know, uh, um, Ross too. Ross I had early on, Legend. like you and know, on cool my mixtape. Motherfucker though, Ross is one of the. I tell people, yo, you don't even just trust me when I tell you he is one of the coolest dudes in the game. Yeah. It's hardworking, but but he'll come in and compliment the way he moves, the way his style, his energy. Ross does not get the credit he deserves, man. He is no, uh, definitely, definitely, very, yeah. very smart. Uh, uh, Trina, uh, we, you talked about Two Live Crew. Let me ask you this. You're a Miami guy. Does Vanilla Ice deserve the shit that he gets? You know what? I brought this up the other day. Now, looking like in, in the landscape of everything, no, right now. Right. I would say he doesn't. I'm like, man, he's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, see, right, in the land, right. but, but what happened back right. then that I think really ruined is if I'm not, if I remember correctly, he lied about being from, from Miami or from like the South Florida area. neighborhood that he wasn't really from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was rocking UM stuff. He, he even said like areas that weren't even Miami, but it was like Fort Lauderdale, but he was saying he was from Miami. Like, and, and all of that combined with then he does the turtle record and you know and like sold and, out immediately right yeah, yeah ninja, so, ninja. but originally if you really if i mean i don't know where from where you guys were at but in miami when he first first came on the scene we was fucking with him bro um i remember a moment in time when i was in the sixth grade where vanilla ice was the king of the world and it was the hottest song on the radio and everybody was dancing and like all then it just shifted very very fast mm-hmm. and I remember also kind of like um, seeing an interview with him on Arsenio and the way Arsenio was grilling him and the things he was saying. I was like, man, this guy got hung off the balcony. I had to get the inside scoop because I feel like the same way. I feel like he was an idiot, but also not as bad as he, he deserved to get. You know what yeah, I mean? no. And I and I think now you're looking back, his career is pretty ill and, and his mm-hmm. contribution to a degree like. Right. Like I, I think he would be great on Drink Champs. That's how I that's would what love I'm to, that's saying. this is what I'm saying. Like this is these are the stories too, man. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like you as a as a DJ and as a host, um, being true to the essence of hip hop culture is like really priority. Like it's it not is. like we're coming for the bag and then if we can keep it real in the process. No, no, no. It, the, the culture is like precedent for you. Yeah. Why, why, why is that? Because of just how what it did for me and how much it meant to me growing up. Like, I mean, I could get deep and talk about things, but you know, I grew up 
single parent, my mother, no father around. And so, you know, just like hip hop, I always say it's kind of like my surrogate parent, my surrogate father that was mm-hmm. that took its place. And and um, and I just owe a lot to the culture. And 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 just for that alone, you know, I just I just I became before I tried to ever do anything in hip hop in terms of like being active in it. I was just a fan of the music and the culture. And that's the thing, too, that I like to get across. That is more than just the music, because oftentimes we'll have the rappers, but there's more than rappers. And there's people behind these rappers because I did street team shit. I'm a DJ. Like I'm saying. there's the DJs, there's the producers, there's the street team guys. There's everybody that made this person a, a household name mm-hmm. that without those those other people and those other components, that that person wouldn't even be sitting at this table right now. Exactly. Right. And I think when you talk about hip hop culture, I was saying this to someone the other day, yo, we could be playing whatever type of music. We could be playing old 70s records. We can be playing pop records. It's the presentation of the records and it's the people and the culture around that that make right. it hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And like, I think great hip hop DJs too can play a variety of Absolutely. things. You're not yeah. just playing the current trap records. You can really get into a musical bag. Um, but yeah, I always, I noticed that and I had a lot of respect for you because I'm cut from a similar cloth. Me and Tito always been culture first guys. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, i got, people used to call me a, ro- oh, you're like a Rosenberg, they would say, you know what <laughs> I mean? And I, I took it as a compliment, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Like I care about the culture and stuff like that. So kudos to you guys. Um, congratulations on reeling Nori in on the mic. I've seen the finesse moves, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's a really impressive thing what you guys have created. And I see with fatherhoods and smoke champs and the way it's kind of rolling out as a company and a brand. Right. Exciting, man. Appreciate it, man. Man, come on, man. Um, Your dream guest on Drink Champs, your number one. Oh, man. Again, there's, it's hard to say number one. There's Who a couple. Who could you get on? What do you, what, yeah, dead or alive? Like, anybody? Who do you got? I, well, no, no. I, I don't want to go dead because then we could, there's a lot of people we could dig into that. Yeah, let's get Paco. Hey, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, easy E. Yeah, that would be Muhammad crazy. Muhammad Ali. Let's go. Right oh, here. man. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I really want Kanye on, on Drink, which almost happened. Wow. I think Kanye would be an insane episode. Perfect, bro. The timing for him right now is great, too. He needs to go and do some hip-hop yeah, shit. Yeah, crazy. Uh, we almost had Kendrick on. He's one of my my personal favorites, you know, right now. I mean, yeah. it, I just think he's he's one of the top tier. He's such a soft-spoken interview. I've interviewed him twice, and he's just very, like, it's like a very thoughtful conversation. I really hope he gets on with you guys. Yeah, so it, would, awesome. it almost happened, man, a couple years ago, and it just... It, there was a conflict last minute with the schedule. And then one thing that right now I'm actively trying to make happen just before who knows what, you know, who knows when this ends, you know, this, this run ends. And one of the priorities that I've always had was to bring some of these pioneers, these architects of the culture who, who we need to have on the show and show them in the light that is drink champs. Yeah. And, and if we can, contribute to a, a younger audience or a newer audience or just revive some kind of stuff, you know, like revive their career in any kind of way, even if it's a smaller way, like the, the Melly Mellows and the Grandmaster Kazes and the Cool Herks and and these guys, like, that to me is, is a priority right now to get some of these guys on here. Most definitely, man. Yeah. Have you had, um? did you guys ever have Stretch and Bobito on? No, no. And we've talked a couple times uh, Bobito's about the them I, being I want on. to talk to Bobito. I just watched his documentary last week, but I missed it and I had a- Really? Dude, Rock Rubber 45s is incredible, man. Really, really good. I really want to talk to you. Yo, those guys, yeah, those guys, that would be a great, a great episode. 
Yeah, but congratulations, man. We're big fans. We're locked in. Thanks. I'll be watching tonight. Scarface is like, come on, man. One of the best. One of the thanks, best. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. And make sure you check the YouTube because remember, the, the TV version is just the first 45 minutes. Oh, word. And TV Saturday? I mean, uh, YouTube be on Saturday? Is that what On Saturdays, on? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so TV is the first 45 minutes. It's on Thursdays. On Fridays is the full audio. And then on Saturdays, the full digital on YouTube. Full That's video. It. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yo, proud of you, man. Tell Nori we said what's up. I'll definitely tell him, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, man. Later Peace, down. man. Peace. Thanks, man. Peace. Keep man. doing what you guys are doing, too. Hey, hey, we're having fun. Like, we're 20 episodes in. We're chasing, man. Come hey, on. Hey, man. man. <laughs> hey, man. If we started with one, you went 20 already. So let's go. <laughs> Yo, listen, my favorite Nori story before I let you go. Yeah. We, so during the, the, the era when Nori was like in this kind of middle era before Drink Champs, he was doing like a coast to coast mixtapes tour and doing like war report records, right? He was right. He was working out of my studio. That was you know, right out of my studio. The, you know the era when it was like yeah, this yeah. middle. We, I was in DC and I had a partner named Brock that was like a street dude from Annapolis. Maryland, and he knew all the words. So Nori would take Brock on stage and let him play hype man for the CNN records. We're talking about dream come true for this guy. Right. So afterwards, we come downstairs and we take him to Ben's Chili Bowl, and he gets the biggest bowl of chili in his life. Eats it, <laughs> loves it. We're like, oh, look at this Obama's a pitch painting on the wall. We're like hanging out. He's like, wait a minute, guys. I have to go to the bathroom because the chili <laughs> came through him like Drano, right? So he's like, no, nah, I got to go. So he goes back up to the hotel room. We follow him to the hotel. He handles business. He comes downstairs. And now we're all on the block, smoking a blunt, talking. And I interview him like on his career on my phone, like, like a mixtape. And it's like right. breaks of like all the records lined up, ready to go for him, do the full interview. He said the most wildest shit in the world. Yeah. Illuminati talk, crazy shit. And then <laughs> and I ended up losing it. And uh, I couldn't get it off the phone. Some crazy shit happened. But like, bro, I know what you're dealing with over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's my brother, man. No, no on God, man. He's the greatest guy, man. He really yeah, is. Man. <laughs> All right, brothers. Enjoy your weekend, man. We'll talk hey, to you. guys. Peace, man. Later, later. That's cool. That's a good guy right there, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Shout to DJ EFN, hip hop yeah. legend, Miami guy, putting on for the culture, like minded individual. Tito, good job today, man. Good job. Hey, it went well. Dude, great. Talk to him. Great you know, dude. He's a great, great Great cop. dude. There was a delay in the beginning, and I didn't know if we were clicking, but there was a delay. He hit the landline yeah, off to the race. Yeah, I think, I think he, was, he was good after that. He was yeah. probably plugged right into the phone or whatever he was plugged into. Whatever. Shit, dude. Fun to talk to people you look up to. Excited to see what they have in the future. But, you know, hey, we took a little hiatus over the last couple of weeks. My daughter had a birthday. I wanted to lock in with her. And I was saying yeah. on social media, and I didn't really realize this until Go95 had ended, but I really sacrificed a ton of time with my family and friends over the last like 15, 20 years to the point where I was uh, not, um, I don't know, just not doing what I was supposed to be doing, I don't think, or maybe just doing what I was supposed to be doing, I guess, right? So Are you um, working, bro? And it's like, you know, like hard. It, you're working hard. You're working every day doing this Mr. Peter Parker character on the radio. And it's like, you know, like exhausting you know it got exhausting tiring i mean you got to perform all the time yeah you can't you have to be you know regardless of how you regardless of how you feel you know i mean like we talked about yeah no no you know and 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 you you feel like shit but then you got to be like the best version of yourself it's it wears on you after a while so i'm probably not as turned up as the 
uh, character was anymore. So having some time to say, you know what, I'm just going to spend the week with my kid or do this over here. Or if I'm not feeling a hundred percent, just kind of like, well, that's the know. beauty of this thing. There's no, there's no pressure. You know right, what I mean? There's no, right, like, it's, you know right, what I mean? That's why right. we're doing it. We're having a good time, we, you know, interviewing Lovely. people like EFN where like, yo, that's dope. Like it's inspiring. Dope he's like one of dope, us, but, but he's but the seat of the success and, and just, a just, a cool dude, man, overall. And, and exciting of what we got coming up. We're going to be able to talk to a couple of people, more people like him. Uh, Peter Rosenberg is going to be a guest on with us. And mm-hmm. I, I got I got a partner down uh, in Shreveport, Louisiana, in Dallas area named Hollywood Bebe, who just yeah. tried to FaceTime me earlier. And I got to get him on because he's... He hits you with the crazy DM, like, yo, FaceTime, FaceTime me. FaceTime right? me right now. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then he just... <laughs> And he, now he's like, oh, hit you back. I'm like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, but nah, nah, we about to get back to it. We working. You know we got some things on the back burner over here. A little album on the before way. We can, before we continue, before we continue, because it's coming up the uh, beginning of the next month, August 3rd, Locks versus Dipset. I'm so excited. Know. I'm so excited. I want to know. I want to know. I tell him. I tell him. I tell him right now. This is how I feel. Locks wins with lyrics. Dipset wins yeah. with swag. Right. So like at that moment when they clashed, the whole clash there, it's like energy wise, style wise and record for record. Dipset's energy is crazy. But the locks could be the greatest hip hop group of all time next to like, say, a run DMC or something, because 25 years never broke up, never beefed. Yeah, uh, right. Maybe not hit for hit, but but but, but brotherhood wise, you know what I mean? Right. So my my thing, like Lox's era to me, was mm, what like ninety eight to two thousand, two thousand, right, right around Lox ninety ninety six. Like when they're like when they came like when, when was their first album? Their, their first 97, album. 97, 98. Yeah. You're right. It came out like, before yeah. Mace's album. Right. So like nine. Okay. So we'll say ninety seven. Like group wise, you know what okay, I mean? Yeah, like 97. They, yeah. they were coming up 97, like 2000. Then the towers fell and it was complete dip set from then on. Uh huh. But then D block during that time was a See, big thought, challenger. It was, they were, they were, but I don't think you can include D block in locks. Well, because there's no J hood in the conversation. Someone we need to get on the program to find out what's really going on. Um, getting down to the meat of things. That was I've the, talked that to was him the, online that. for months. We've been talking and about getting it together. So shout to Jay Hood. We're going to get you on before this thing. We're going to talk to Jay Hood. I promise you guys. Because really, um, I love the locks. I, I love Dipset. You know what I mean? Like, I think Dipset maybe has bigger records. I think so. I think they have like bigger club, like club bangers that people will like. It's going to be amazing though to watch. Like, yeah. I remember when they kind of down try to downplay. Um, Raekwon Ghostface and people were saying when we talked to Bodega Bams and he was like oh, I don't really care it was fucking dope it was incredible it was so much oh, fun yeah. to watch it was, it was, it was so much fun it was, so, it was a lot one of, people, of the best ones. A, lot, a lot of people are upset that G-Unit was not up against either Dipset or or the Locks mm-hmm. and, I, and I understand but like there's no way they're going to come back together no 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 but but I think G-Unit Locks or G-Unit, G-Unit D-Block is a is that's great yeah. and then but but Diplomats is right. Dude, Diplomats is going to be great, man. They're fantastic. Jones is active. Jimmy's active. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're all on Cam. Yeah. Right. So, Joel's. They're all active. You know what I mean? Right, so it's like, right. I'm excited, man. Very, very, very cool. That's coming up. Um, I'm going to be down uh, next week. I'm going to uh, Atlanta on uh, 
uh, July 22nd and 23rd. DJ a couple parties down there. We got the boat cruise in Minneapolis. I'm going to go out to New York next month. You know, things are happening. Yeah. yeah. The world is opening it. back up, getting back out there. More you know, often. smoking weed in the basement again. You know what I mean? My little, my little patch is growing back. You know what I mean? Things are happening. That's good, man. I got I my patch. Good. It's all gray, though. Know, it looks good. I like that streak. It's distinguished. It's wisdom, I say. You got a little you know? here and a little right there. Mm-hmm. Tito's looking good. All right, <laughs> man. Tough. I think this was episode 20. It's a wrap. Yes, sir. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.